fun. Welcome back to another week of Two Minutes Shed Totally Uncensored. I am Christopher, the Wingspan Campbell. Influence you through knowledge, power, and wisdom. My partner in crime is George the Lighthouse Smith, navigating you through the rocks of politics and life. Welcome back, loyal listeners. And how have you been, George? I'm staying lit, Chris. I'm staying lit for you, my friend, in more ways than one. But um, that was a You're good introduction. <laughs> that was a good introduction. I like that. So we'll just, you know, let's just let's see what's going on in life. I see uh, your beverage of choice this week is what? Orange juice. Yeah, yeah. And mine is uh, fruit punch. Boy, have we come far, far from the days of uh, the alcohol drinks, huh? Well, you know, I went back and listened to our old stuff, and we kind of got slobbery on a couple of our episodes. Um, but, I mean, that isn't the reason we're doing it. Um, we're doing it for health issues. You know, I'm trying to lose some weight. Um, just Well, yeah, I mean, it gets old after a while. I mean, you know. it, it does. Day drinking, retired and day drinking. Look, it was fun. Um, but I said this before. I don't think we're living our retirement life correctly, and being drunk every day is not the way no. to do it. No, that, that um, definitely has consequences. And, you know, it, I, w- I was I was influenced by you a little bit. I um, mean, you 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 were going to the gym and you started losing weight. What are you down? Thirty pounds or something like that? No, I'm down forty five um, pounds. Forty five pounds. I didn't mean short you ten, no, but you're looking you're looking a lot slimmer. You're you're looking uh, much more handsome than you were. Thank you. Um, but I went to uh, a twenty year uh, Marine Corps reunion <laughs> up in the uh, up in the mountains of. Uh, West Virginia. No, it was, West Virginia. It was Virginia. <laughs> Some people like think just because they're in the western part of Virginia, they're in West Virginia. No, it's two, still two different well, states. I, think, I, I don't think it, it. I think it's tomatoes, tomatoes because right over the mountain was West Virginia. Literally, we were on the mountain that 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 was the border of the two states. So I don't think it makes a whole a whole lot of difference there. Okay. Um, but uh. You know, I went up there. I saw a group of great guys. Uh, they were great when I served with them. None of them wore dirt bags. They always pulled their weight. Um, they never fell out of humps. They never fell out of runs. They never, you know, cried to BAS. Uh, you know, they were hardcore. At the time, you know, when I was a young man or my early 20s, they were some of my best friends then. And it was great to go see them. And, well, in my shop, I was the skinniest kid you there. Were, you were a skinny um, guy back in the day. I would say I was the thinnest one. Yeah. And now I went up there for this 20 year reunion and I was the fattest guy. And man, did the tide turn. They were body shaming me, taking pictures of me eating. Oh, uh, my God. You know, they were joking. <laughs> they were joking around with, uh, you know, how like, uh, what was that show? Uh, man, uh, Chris Farley was in it. Uh, Parts Company. Uh, Tommy Boy. You know, Tommy Boy was eating, and he's like, I can hear you getting fatter. They would joke around with me about that. Wow. But, uh, you know, it, it, it was good to get out of uh, this bubble I was living in down here in North Carolina. It was good to get away. Um, the phones barely worked, so, you know, the phones wasn't thing. And we were active with each other. We, we had great conversations. We caught up with our lives. And what I realized is, is that everyone is fucked up. No one has a perfect life. No one has a perfect, you know, skill set. No one has this perfect path to success. All of us went through some some sort of shit. Um, you know, uh, all of us were divorced. Uh, you know, all of us were uh, had. Oh, you froze. Like custody of their kids. One, only one of us were married. Um, so it, it's weird how 
you know, birds of feather flock together and stay together. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about being a father, being every other weekend father. Uh, you know, we talked about jobs. We talked about our careers after the Marine Corps and how we found success. And uh, it was a great time. It was, it was much needed therapy away. The only thing we couldn't do is shoot our guns in the mountain. But, uh, but after seeing the weight loss that you're doing, getting body shamed by them and they weren't mean about it they were just kidding around they're like damn chris you changed they, a lot they were you know? t- and i think it was just a little bit of a they were doing typical marine tough stuff. love typical marine stuff all marines can be assholes like that when they're talking to their buddies so yeah yeah you usually give an yeah, unvarnished think, you give an unvarnished opinion yeah and i don't think it was they were necessarily being assholes like i said that's i just think it's tough love that's just normal yeah. marine shit so yeah and anyone who it is in a Marine would say, now you're being an asshole. But that's just kind of how we communicate with each other, and uh, it works, <laughs> you know? Well, I've had people say that I'm mean to you on the podcast, and I say, no, that's just our, that's just our dynamic. That's what we do. So I mean, That's in real life. Yeah. We don't even have to be on the podcast. Like, what, well, the other dad told you to shut the fuck up, right? Yeah, so. yeah you are mean. <laughs> I, think sometimes, I think sometimes you take it overboard. Oh, uh, shut up. Yeah. Don't paint me with I that I had to talk to my therapist the other day about you. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I hear a lot of people have to do that, but um, I think, but uh, don't 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 paint me with that brush now. Come on now. So, but <laughs> but the good thing is that when you got back from all your body shaming, uh, I, I was down there and um, we went to the gym first day I got down there. Well, yeah, you know, I was sat around, I sat around, and you know, be honest with you, my body's telling me something. I get these like phantom pains. Um, which I did my research that could be pre-diabetes uh, in, down through my heel and my toes into mm-hmm. my fingertips sometimes. There was times where I was feeling heart attackish. I guess. I mean, I'm not a cardiologist here, but uh, I like the bottom side of my left arm would go numb. I would get uh, a rapid like uh, fatigue. And it, my body's just telling me, look, motherfucker, we're about to just shut down or you need to fucking start improving yourself. And seeing what you did after talking to them and, you know, saying here, and it, it, a lot of it too goes back to my drinking, mm-hmm. you know, I like drinking, you know, uh, red's wicked L the apple stuff and it's full of sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I drink a lot of them or uh, well, I was used to, I'm trying to change that. Um, so, so this week I've cut it out and man, I feel just, just basically almost what, yeah, we 10 days yeah. into it. And I feel immaculate, oh. and it's exciting. My body's sore because I haven't worked those muscles in five, two, three years since I retired out of the Marine Corps. It's like, you know? it's like, it's like a whole new world. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but yeah, it feels good to go get in there and, and just sweat. You know, I used to hate sweating, especially after I retired, and now I just, I kind of crave it. Just get in there and work it out and, uh, you know, raise up my uh, heart rate and, yeah, I go. So, I go every other day. Um, if it was closer, I'd probably pop over there every day if I was bored. I was up yesterday. I got up early yesterday. Yeah. I was up by only three, four o'clock. I said it's, they got a twenty-four hour gym here, but I, I went ahead and went to the gym mm-hmm. at six that morning. I was at the gym, and then I uh, took care of some business out in town on the way back, and I was back to camper by eleven, and uh, you know I had the rest of the day to do what I wanted to do. But I, I got all, everything taken How care. How crowded of. was it at six? No, it wasn't crowded at all. I figured there'd be a lot of people in there from uh, trying to trying to sneak in before work. But also, you got to yeah. remember the size of the gym. The, the one down here is bigger because obviously the one where you're at, they're remodeling it, so it, everything's tight. Yeah. But the one here is just wide open, huge, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't that busy at all. I mean, I mean, it, it, it had people, but it wasn't crowded because it's so big. So, so yeah, it was good. I went. Uh, 
I went yesterday about two o'clock, um, and it started to get a little bit busier. I'm probably gonna go today, probably about the same time, maybe three, a little bit after we get off here. Um, now I didn't go Tuesday, but I went. You know, we went that what Thursday, we went that Saturday, I went Monday. I didn't go Tuesday because the Rams had uh, right. Monday Night Football, which they beat up on the Cardinals, and uh, so I did drink there. And I was wasn't feeling it the next day. I woke up. I stayed up way too late. I rented I rented a couple movies and I binged those movies. And then, um, you know, I went yesterday. And then uh, we don't have to go every today. day. I mean, well, I mean, we go we do different things anyway. You you do it like like a lot of the workout people do, or you do different body parts every day, don't you? Yeah, I do. See, I, I got this workout routine. Yeah, I do it's the called, I, uh, I, I, I do the same routine every time, so I don't need to go every day. Otherwise, I'd be overdoing the muscles and stuff. Now, if I'm bored, I'll go. I'll go to the gym every day, and then I'll, I'll mix it up. But I have my standard routine. That's why I just go every other day. But, but sorry, I didn't yeah, mean to I cut got you this, off. Uh, I got this. I got this workout routine. It's called Shortcut to Size. Um, so yeah, it's it's nice. That's what I do. So yeah, I'm starting to feel the man boobs go down. You know, the arms are turning yeah. up again. Yeah, yeah, I'm starting to. Starting to look 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 like my old self and where I used to enjoy it, but um yeah so yeah I I continue to keep going and I, I was happy you finally started going and we had a good time down there the other day I just, I can't wait till they're done with your gym though because that remodeling it's just a mess makes everything small and all that well I I think they might work on it you know almost twenty four hours a day because I went in there yesterday and the Mel's locker room was all fixed back up oh, it was okay. um they yeah they moved a couple other things I think they're getting uh, the mirrors installed I think behind the plastic there. Mm -hmm. They're going to put mirrors there. I think they're getting those installed. So I don't think it's going to be much longer until okay. it's done. Good deal. Good deal. So Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but that, you know, it, it's funny, too, because they would walk by and fucking feel on my man boobs. They were like, damn, you got some A cups pushing some B cups there. And so, uh, but it was great, man. Uh, one of the guys brought up two kittens. You know, it was great therapy. Uh, one of the guys actually had a therapy dog. This dog was so fucking smart. Whenever any of us started feeling a little bit of stress or this, that, and other, it's like the dog caught on. And he came over, wow. you know, rubbed against us, wanted to be petted, gave us some attention. And, and, you know, it's funny how after the dog does that, we would smile, this, that, and other. He would go on about himself. Uh, he was super active, extremely smart. You know, he, he sat, laid. Um, there's all kinds of things that this dog was training to be uh, – a dog for a Marsoc Marine Special Operations, and uh, it fell out of that. And the owner was joking around. It's like, yeah, I got a reject dog. Well, that dog is not a reject. That dog is fucking superior to most of the dogs I fucking ever met. But good awesome dog. Yeah, good deal. Good deal. Yeah. Okay, well, say so I had a good time down there in Jacksonville last week. We didn't record last week because I thought we would when we got down there, but we just had stuff going on every day, so we never got around recording. But I also remembered – since we use GarageBand now, we both have GarageBand on our phones, so we could record anytime. Oh, I didn't we, know that. Yeah, anytime we want to, we have the iPhones. We could do that. I haven't messed with it as far as the editing and all that, but also with the cloud, all the files there, I can pull them right up on my on my phone. The music, the credits, everything like that. So, so I'm gonna test it out to see like if if you're, if you're calling me or FaceTiming me, uh, how that how how we can record like that. I'm gonna test it out eventually, but uh, in the future. We don't have to skip recording things. We can just whip our phone out and take care of business if, if we're in the same vicinity there. So I thought, yeah. thought I'd bring that up on that. But So, yeah, we did miss last week, yeah. but that's because I, I left out of here and came down there and spent a few days down there. So And it was a good time. So. Yeah. 
We went and played in the big old poker tournament. You oh, were doing pretty right. good until you, you ran into oh, you know, the yes. great one here. Yeah, I was doing great. I was doing great. And then uh, you, that hand, right off the bat, you went 2,000. And I was like, he's full of shit. There ain't no way. I thought for sure you were bluffing right out the gate. So I matched you. You went higher. I matched you again. I finally went all in. And you beat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> you did me in, yeah. man. But you won the whole yeah. tournament. You won it all. What was it? Two hundred fifty dollars. Two hundred fifty bucks. You won. Two hundred fifty dollars in gift cards. Nice, nice. nice. <laughs> hey, hey, ain't nothing wrong with those gift cards. But it, ain't it, wrong. Ain't, it ain't gambling. It's no, gift cards. no, no, no. That, that's why I like playing because I mean we're not. Real, we, it's ten dollars to buy in, and then you're playing for gift cards. You're not. You're not. You're not going bankrupt. You're not spending your your money. You know what I mean? So no, yeah. I, that's why it's fun to play. Um, I enjoy it, but. Um, yeah, when you knocked me out, though, I, oh, my gosh, I was like, uh, so then I just went and people watched and, um, you know, I, I had fun with other people, so it, it was good. But, yeah, to find out you won the whole thing, I was like, damn, dude, good job. So, because it was like, what, 54 people in it? Yeah. So. Yeah, 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 it felt good. I haven't won a big tournament like that in a little while, so it felt good to win it. Yeah, so. congratulations on that. Good job, good job. Yeah. So, um, interesting note I saw this morning here. You see Bruce Springsteen sold his all his music catalog, songs he's written, as long as he's recorded, all for five hundred million dollars, man. That's a lot of money. I, I'm not a big fan of Bruce Springsteen. To be honest with you, I haven't really never liked his music. Uh, so I, I don't know. Good on him, I guess. I guess he's got that podcast with Obama. Yeah, I forgot about him that. and Obama do a podcast. Yeah, you're so, right. I forgot all about that. But I, I bring yeah, it up because so. I mean, I bring it up because uh, a lot of artists are starting to sell all their music now. Like. Um, uh, who was it? Fleetwood Mac. Uh, one of them sold sold all theirs to somebody for a hundred million. Um, gee whiz! Another, what's his name? Oh gosh, I don't I don't have his name now. But anyway, a few of them have been selling all their libraries lately, making tons of money off of them and all that. And now, now I guess they have total control over all his music now. But what's he care? Right? He's got five hundred million in the bank. So yeah, what's he care? You know the. They'll probably sell it to some rappers or whatnot. They'll just sample it and turn it into a rap song or some yeah. shit. Well, he probably, he probably has a caveat in there not to let any Republicans use his music for rallies or anything. <laughs> yeah, there's probably that, yeah. Because he actually wrote yeah. wrote wrote the theme for the Democrat uh, uh, convention this past year. He actually was the one who wrote their music for him. He's a big, big diehard uh, liberal over there. So. so Yeah, he don't do nothing for me, like I said. No, he's only got a few uh, songs I, mean, I like. Yeah, I'm, I'm no big fan, but... You know, I think he has also a channel on uh, XM Radio. I think he has yes, Springsteen he yes, he does. Yes. channel on. And I've stopped there just to check it out. And I'm just – that that type of music just doesn't do anything for me. You get a couple of good, uh, you know, road trip and highway songs on there. But, I mean, it's it's nothing. Yeah, I, I, I can probably only name five of his songs, and that's really all I need to. So. But, yeah. but he did that that movie, The Wrestler. He he did write the theme for that, and I, I thought that was a pretty good little tune. And that, that was a great movie, by the way, too. If anybody's the Wrestler that. was a great movie. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, but one of the movies I watched this weekend was Spiral. I don't know. You're not into these movies, but it's part of the Psy, uh, uh the Saul, uh, thing, and it, it really all it was is a big metaphor for uh, Black Lives Matter and. Um, Crooked cops, um, um, all, and this, that, and other. That's all anything it, is. It had a, it had a huge political message mm -hmm. uh, behind it. It was, but it was just decorated in saw stuff. Well, if um, if you notice, all these movies coming out now, none of them are doing big business because they're all have they all have a political message. That new West Side Story, yeah. they they redid it all for the woke crowd, 
And, and they wouldn't even put subtitles for the Spanish-speaking parts because they thought they weren't going to put English above Spanish. So why would I go watch a movie if I don't understand what they're saying half the damn movie? It doesn't make no sense. And that movie, they're not making any never, money at all. Not making any money at all. I never watch movies that have subtitles anyway. I don't uh, I'd rather see dubbed. I'd rather see it dubbed and the lips don't work right than <laughs> they read my movie. But uh, what was cool about Spiral, though, Samuel Jackson was in it, and there was a couple of Easter eggs to uh, Pulp Fiction. And one of the Easter eggs was that uh, there was a uh, – what's his name in uh, Pulp Fiction? Jules and – who was the other guy's name? What was his name? Jules and uh, – Oh, shoot. And it was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, you just had me until you asked me. Um, give me a second. Oh, It'll come to me here. Uh, Burn? Is it Burn? No, not Burn. Burn. Uh, well, anyway, they were detectives, and so they were they were detectives together. So it had a little Easter egg there. Uh, God, Jules and fuck. Hold on here. Why can't I think of this? It's going to come to me here. Jules and Vincent Vega. Mm -hmm. Vincent Vega. Vincent Vega. Yeah. yeah. So it was Vega, Jules, uh, inspector or detective stuff. That was kind of cool. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why we but, always forget we have uh, Google at our fingertips here. But yeah, yeah. Vincent Vega. Yeah. Vincent Vega, um, but uh, have you seen that uh, Capital One commercial that has uh, uh, John Travolta in it as Santa, and it has Samuel Jackson uh, doing the, the Capital One? Uh, uh, he's doing all the bits for Capital One. He's talking to Santa. Then at the end of it, Santa's doing uh, he's doing the dance like they did at the, the, at the, at the and Jacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at the restaurant, they had the five dollar yeah. milkshake. Yeah. yeah. Damn, that's good. <laughs> I just wanted to taste one of five dollars. Five dollars. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I haven't watched any movies. I don't think. I don't really watch a whole lot. Well, I always have it on, but I'm not always watching TV. I, I, I usually read a lot, but I always have the TV mm -hmm. on in the background. Though. But uh, so I haven't watched any movies lately. Mm -hmm. uh, but I did read this morning because now you know I got a lot of rapid fire. And since we sprinkle them in throughout the podcast here, I'm just going to start throwing some of them out and get your take on it here. Well, first of all, our stocks are down again, thanks to. That guy in the White House. I'm losing money left and right, except on Ford. I'm still making money on Ford. So I'm up, I'm up, I'm up like 25 bucks on Ford. So well, Doge spiked up because uh, Elon Musk uh, was talking about a little <laughs> yeah. bit of he's exploring the idea of uh, painting cars in Doge. Mm -hmm. So that spiked up a little bit, but there was nothing. No, nothing, because as of right, as of right now, it, it, it's it, it's it's only at 0. 0.17. It's 17 cents. So it was 27 last week. So I'm losing a lot of money on that one, but I'm waiting for it to get back well, up. Well, to correct seven. me if I'm wrong. Go ahead. Well, correct me if I'm wrong here. The most popular president in <laughs> United States history, he went to Kentucky, but I don't think he never got off the helicopter. I think he just flew over it. I don't think he got on ground level and actually talked to victims. No. I think he just flew over it. I think he said he didn't want to be a distraction. I'm not. Value added. That's what he said. Yeah. 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 So that's a great leader right there. Here, let me fly over all the destruction. Not even fucking go down and talk to the people. Well, he. Well, that's he some bullshit. Well, he only did that because I think he was on his way to go somewhere else, and because he didn't go uh, down to the border ever, and he's caught so much hell over that. You know, they're, they're trying to they're trying to re uh, they're trying to redo his and uh, Harris's image because their approvals are the lowest in mm -hmm. history. Hers is lower than his. Well. Well, that's why he was on Jimmy, Jimmy Kimball the other day. Mm -hmm. You know, she's trying to she's trying to get hip again. Yep. And he's and he's saying that his poll numbers are due to due to misinformation. That's the Democrats' new buzzword. Everything's misinformation if it shows them in a bad light. 
And he says if the American people were not fed misinformation every day, his poll numbers would be higher. So that's horseshit, obviously. But you know, because well, because to Joe Biden, he he yeah. acts like he acts like uh, you know the Democrats tell you don't don't believe what you see, but believe what we tell you. I mean. He's forgetting that every time someone goes to the gas pump, they see with their eyes they're paying thirty more dollars to fill up their gas tank because of him. He, he's not he's not seeing when they go to uh, when they go to uh, the store. Like I was there yesterday at Walmart, they, they're seeing the prices right in front of them. A, a case of Pepsi now is ten bucks. I was like, are you kidding me? That was ridiculous. So, but hold on here. Man. Well, there's so many things. There's so many things that are missing. It's just little things. Like I went shopping for a Christmas tree, and it took me several stores to go to. I ended up going to Family Dollar, one yep. of the most generic stores out there, <laughs> yeah, we to get a Christmas tree. <laughs> but it, it just—I went several places and didn't even have Christmas trees. I've been looking for that uh, the, the stovetop cleaner for flat tops, uh, yeah. electric flat tops. Yeah. I can't find that. Really? Can't I've looked everywhere. That? I can't fucking wow. find it. So. It's those things. You know, I go to the grocery store, and there's literally empty aisles. There's empty shelves. This I, is America? I haven't seen that, really, in any stores I go to. I mean, the Walmarts that I go to here, they they seem to be fully stocked constantly. I haven't seen any any, any shelves empty or anything. So, well, usually the it workers, might be just because it's bigger down well, here. Maybe, but no, but you, there are things missing. Usually the workers are in the aisle of stock, restocking the shelves when I go Um but um, yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying that once again, Joe Biden and the Democrat Democrats—they're gaslighting people by telling them, you know, don't believe what you see, believe us. When we see it every day, uh, people know how they live, and when you hit someone's pocketbook, they ain't gonna buy your bullshit. So people ain't buying his bullshit, and that's why his numbers are—it's not misinformation. His numbers are accurate. So, but the yeah. guy never—but the guy—the guy's been a known liar anyway. That's why I can't believe people actually did vote for him. It wasn't 81 million, but the people that did—I I don't understand those idiots either. But but anyway. We got three more years of this shit. I know. It's sad. And even, and even if he somehow died or something, then we end up with that other idiot. So it's a no it's a no win situation. So like I said, the only the only thing we can do is uh, take back the house during the midterms and the Senate and then just make him a, a puppet for the next two two and a half, three years. So that's it. But um I do want to mention Chris Cuomo though, because when we mentioned when we talked about him and you said he was indefinitely suspended and I said no, he'll he'll be back and then Two days later, they actually fired him. Well, the original plan mm -hmm. was they were going to bring him back after Christmas, but then uh, they ha they had an outside firm investigate stuff, and they found more shit on the guy. So that's why he eventually got terminated. But they were actually going to bring the idiot back after Christmas. So, But now we don't have to deal with the Cuomo brothers at all. They're both gone. History. Thank God. Well, we say that. <laughs> These politicians and, and newscaster people, they have, a, they have a way of making a comeback. Um, so we, we say that. True. True. Hey, here's something. Say that. Well, what was that one dickhead, that liberal fuck on Fox? He's over in CNN now. Oh, I think he's trying to replace Chris Wallace. Cuomo. Chris Wallace. Yeah. Well, no, he's he's yeah. he's he's going to he's he was, he spent 18 years at Fox, and he was their liberal voice over there. And um, everybody always said he should have gone to CNN a long time ago. But anyway, make a long story short, he's going to CNN Plus, their new streaming service. Which makes no sense because if they if no one's going to watch them for free on cable TV here, why the hell anybody going to pay to get a streaming service for CNN? So so I, sounds like a stupid career move to mm -hmm. me, but I'm, I'm sure they made it worth these while. But whatever. No. But hmm. but here's something for you. The only time I listen to CNN is in my car, and they have like the shows, and they got a. Uh, they got that Anthony Bourdain show that's on there. It's a TV show, but they put it on radio, right, and I right. listen to that. But that's the only time I, I ever tune into CNN. See, that goes back to what I said before. CNN is not a news news network. 
Jeff Zucker turned them into an entertainment network. When he first got there, he hired people like Anthony Bourdain and all that to try to attract viewers to non-new shows. He tanked NBC. This is what gets me about these rich people. He 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 drove NBC in the ground. He they used to be the number one network. Now they I don't even know I don't know where they come in now, but I know for a while there it was dead last. He he screwed up the whole Jay Leno Conan debacle there in 2009 2010 over the over the Tonight Show. Somehow after he draw puts NBC in the ground, he gets hired by CNN, and now he's put CNN in the ground. I, I don't get these people. How mm -hmm. does he keep getting a job? So I don't know. It's like bad coaches in in professional sports. True. 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 Well, anyway, I told you last. I told you the last time we recorded the new Twitter CEO was going to be worse than the previous one, and and it's already it's mm -hmm. already happening. He's now, if you say that anybody vaccinated can spread the Chinese virus, you're banned off Twitter. It's, it's, and and their whole thing is, uh, we're, we're not. They they plain, They've already said we don't care about uh, First Amendment rights. So we we have our platform, and uh, we just don't want people spreading misinformation. So once mm -hmm. again, it's that buzzword misinformation. If they don't like it, then you can't do it. Also, real quick, for you chime in on that one, Facebook is being sued by somebody. I can't remember. I, I think I think it's Dinesh D'Souza or something like that. It, it's it's somebody. Somebody well known. They actually had to admit in court that their fact checkers are not real fact checkers. They're just opinion people, and if they don't if they don't like what you put, that's why they label it misinformation and say it's false, just because they don't agree with it. They actually had to admit that in court. So, so we've been saying yeah, that shit. For, we've been saying that stuff for a long time. It's it's all starting to it's all starting to unravel. Yep. But going back to Twitter here, one, the CDC, uh, Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson Johnson. All say, even if you're vaccinated, you can still spread it. Even if you're vaccinated, they say it. Two, I don't know what the changed about the, the social media because, like newspapers and stuff, you know, they fall under certain guidelines. They're trying to get the social media yeah. companies to 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 have that revoked. That where where they're where they're allowed to do that basically. So, because they're, they're considered like a public square now, you know, it's there for people to voice their opinions and all that. And you can't pick and choose who you're allowed to put their opinions and who and who, you know you can't pick and choose. And that's what they do. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, let the courts play out. Here's the thing: our politicians are addicted to social media just as much as the common person is. So they're going to make the rules, not for the common person, but how they want it done. And not to mention, all this stuff is their propaganda machine. Um, they, they, if they can censor people, they can put a message out there and start changing minds. Um, but I watched a really cool episode uh, on Discovery the other day. It was, it's about infectious diseases and smallpox. Have you ever got a smallpox vaccination? Uh, I'm sure I have. I don't know. When I was a kid, or did the Marine Corps do those? If you did, know. you would have a, you would have the scar from it. Oh. Did you like? Oh, that's the one where they poke you. A couple I remember. Times? Yeah, and then they say they, they say eventually it's supposed to it's supposed to peel over and fall off, and and then you're, you're supposed to have a scar or something at the end. Scabs of it. up. Yeah. 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 Okay. Scabs up. There you go. Yeah, I think I had that when I was a kid. I think if I recall, or maybe the Marine Corps. I don't remember. There's one one of the two, but I'm sure I've had it. So what was interesting? Well, I got mine in the Marine Corps. So what was interesting about this is that. Uh, they're saying smallpox is eradicated, but the problem is, is that it's been weaponized by like Iran and Russia, this, that, and the other. And so that's why the military gets it, just in case we get hit with a, you know, smallpox uh, biochemical. But uh, it, it, it was definitely a, a huge breakthrough. I didn't know. 
Okay, yeah, you're just cutting up way too much today. Hold on. Yeah, we're having some technical difficulties here. But what was interesting? But was what was interesting about it is how they how they did it in Africa. They'll find villages where smallpox is running rampant, and they didn't even try to vaccinate all of Africa. They just kind of surrounded the people who had smallpox with the vaccine. So if there was people who didn't have the vaccine. And they gave him the vaccine, and basically, smallpox just kind of burnt itself out. Wow. Um, it was really an incredible story about it all. And I just got thinking, you know, that's the type of vaccine that works. It clearly protects against the virus. It clearly stops the virus. Um, there's no boosters. It's like a one-shot-and-done thing. And, 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 and I think also the difference is between smallpox and COVID is that there's a 99 point nine survival rate for covid smallpox was literally killing people right it was torturous death that was a real pandemic um, yeah. yeah so you know i think people look at, at at these diseases we have eradicated uh like measles mumps and rubella you know it wasn't till obama opened up the borders that was back into the united states um so, you know, I don't think this COVID vaccine is ever going to gain popularity until it has the effectiveness of, say, a smallpox vaccine, where it can actually eradicate the disease. It actually protects it. So you can't spread it. You don't get it. Um, I mean, it makes no sense to get a vaccine that, one, you're probably going to survive, and two, it doesn't do anything but lessen the symptoms, like we said before, just waters it down. Um, they didn't do a better job with this vaccine, I think. Um, we have the science to do it. It just, I think it just comes down to money. Yeah. And that's another thing about the smallpox thing. It wasn't about the money. It was about saving humanity. It's about doing the greater good. I mean, I'm sure the vaccine companies made money, but not the way they're making now. You know? So, that that's my TED talk about this vaccine. But it was an interesting documentary. I'm glad I watched it. It was very informative. Good deal, good deal. Hey, we've got two real estate sites, Realtor.com and Redfin. They will no longer show crime data on their on their on their websites when you, for when you buy a house because it promotes racial bias. So now you don't know if you're going to live in a crime neighborhood or not, unless you, I guess, go on another website and find out because that's what they're doing. Which is horrible because well, well, it, well also about, isn't that automatically saying that uh, people of color are criminals? I mean, isn't that what they're really saying? Well, yeah, if you take it a step further, yes. That's what it sounds it a step like. Further. Yeah. But uh, those things, people want to know those things. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I mean, to take, for example, the, the, the couple who bought your, your house in Kinston, mm -hmm. they never experienced Kinston. All they did is take the knowledge of the Internet, mm -hmm. and maybe the realtor told them some things. But let's, let's, get, let's be right here. The realtor isn't going to say, oh, it's a high crime area. He's going to fucking, you know, and, water and, that down. And their, their realtor wasn't even from Kinston anyway. She was up from uh, two, two, two hours up the road. So, You know, I, I just went to uh, a going away thing, and this lady bought a house in New Mexico. She hasn't been there. I mean, I think it's in her hometown, so she knows a little bit, but she doesn't really know, no. You know what I mean? No, no. Uh, you, could, you could do a FaceTime walk through the house, but it isn't like having your own feet on the floor and your eyes on the walls. No. It, it just it, – It doesn't make people sense. People need it. It doesn't make sense. The more information is the best. You know? Fuck. It's fucking stupid. When, 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 this whole thing is, is getting blown out of fucking when, – when we, when we bought the house in Kinston, the first thing I did was check the crime area because we already heard Kinston had a lot of crime. 
our house, our house happened to be on the side of town that didn't, thank goodness. But before I've bought a house or moved anywhere, I've always looked up the uh, sex offenders and crime. That's, that's what I've always looked up. It's standard procedure. So I think it's dumb to say it's, uh, it promotes racial bias uh, when people want to know that information. So that's my two cents worth on that. So, uh, Are you frozen again over there? All right. Yeah, you left me there. George. You left me there for a few. Are you hearing me? Yeah, I got you. Okay. I hear you. Not right. clear. Yeah, I'm Lima Charlie. I don't really know if it's on my side anymore. Who, who you got? You have CenturyLink. Yeah, that, that probably that's probably the problem. It might be your issue because everything's working fine on my end. It appears. So, and I'm not saying that to be mean or anything. I'm just saying CenturyLink has a history of um, shitty service. So, but I don't. I never had a problem with CenturyLink. Well, I mean, how many times did you use Skype until now? Well, I use Zoom all the time for college, and I don't have a problem with it. Okay, I stand corrected. We'll never know where the issue lies. Mm. So, anyway, anyway, got some more for you here. I got some more for you. I'm going to put these two together because uh, they pretty much go together. Obviously, we have 12 Democrat-run cities that the murder, the murder, the murder, golly, sometimes I can't even talk anymore. Murder rate. The murder rate has spiked in the past year, and we all wonder why. But, of course... It's not Democrats' fault, they say. It's not their fault. They also say that the retail smash and grabs aren't their fault due to their policies. That's the real, the real, the retailers. Golly, can I talk? I need to go to a class or something. It's the retailers' fault, and the retailers should fix the problem by creating their own police force. <laughs> Defund the police, but hey, you better start your own, right? Um, lock up all your merchandise, because you don't really need to try that code on before you buy it. Just lock it up. And stop, uh, stop attracting crime with all your fancy merchandise. That's the realtor's fault. The, the real ta retailer's fault. It's not due to dude, policies. We need, we need a, a legit revolution. <laughs> I'm dead serious, dude. We need a legit revolution. I, I, I listened to uh, a talk show the other day. And realtors, not realtors, but these retail places are buying their own security. That's what I'm saying. That's what, that's what the Democrats are and telling them to do because the police force, which we pay for, you know, just isn't going to be able to solve their problems because we're defunding them. Well, the problem is, is that, one, it is their fucking policies. They need to look and say, here, it's just below $1,000 and you're not going to fucking do anything. I saw a meme on Facebook. I don't know how true it is, but uh, the retailer made all his prices above uh – thousand uh, dollars, what it was. No, yeah. he, no, he, he priced everything at nine hundred fifty-one dollars in the store, because yeah. where, where he lives, that that I guess nine fifty was the threshold. So he went a dollar above. So if you steal it, they have to convict you as a felon. But if you buy the stuff, you can get a coupon at the counter that knocks it down to its normal price. I thought that, exactly that's ingenious. It's sad you got to do that, but it's pretty ingenious. Yeah. So. yeah. And here's the thing, too. If you start a business, it's part of the social contract that here you start a business, you're helping an economy. I don't care if you employ two people or 20 people um, or, or or having a business and say, you know, this high crime area. I would hate to have a business there. But you know what? Those people still need stores. When I say those people, I mean the fucking crime rated bad fucking part of this neighborhood. I mean, it could be fucking a trailer hood as far as I know. Fucking. But the thing is, is that. We're turning into a country of Kyle Rittenhouses. We're just going to start being fucking, having to fucking take up arms and, and, and just, I don't know. I mean, what, I, I hate to say this, but what if a couple of these smash and grabbers just got fucking capped in their heads? You know, that might fucking send a message. Oh, say, no. don't come steal my shit. No, no, whoever does that will be on trial. You know, yeah, you're, you're yeah. ruining your own life but now. It's, it's, 
But here, here's here's how it's contradictory too. Lock up your shit. Well, if it's in a case, it's locked up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, you you make perfect sense for any sane person. All this makes perfect sense. But it's the Democrats, and actually, the person who said that was Lori Lightfoot, the Chicago mayor, who does nothing about crime, but acts like she cares about it. She's the one who said it. Well, she's we- extremely unpopular right now, yeah. too. And yes, a lot of people, is. I don't think she's going to get reelected at all. I think Chicago might even flip fucking Republican yeah. if it gets the right fucking attractive person right. in there. That would be something. That would be something. Because uh, for years, oh. the corruption and fraud going on in that place, my goodness. But... But, uh, I, but it's horrible. Yeah. I, it's horrible. I hate fucking seeing it. I hate how this country's gone. Uh, you know, why haven't happened to honest people? Like, it, it, once again, I, I'll, I'll feed into it. Also, they said they're going after uh, they're going after eBay and Facebook Marketplace because they're allowing stolen goods to be sold on there. So how does eBay and Facebook Marketplace even know this shit's stolen? First of all. <laughs> But they're going after them, saying, "Here, you're part of the problem because you're allowing people to sell the shit." Yeah. So, well, um, Joe, Joe Biden is the is the perfect uh, spokesperson for the Democrat Party because as he never takes blame for anything, even though he always says the buck stops on me, but it was the other guy's fault. The Democrat Party does the same way. They it's nobody's fault. Their policies are not to blame for anything. It's it's all it's like last week. It, their policies have nothing to do with people's behavior. It's the labels you put on people. You know, nobody's ever held responsible. Democrats are never held responsible. Their policies are just so legit that you're supposed to just let criminals do what they want. Well, they took the Indian off Land of Lakes label, and that hasn't changed shit. So what the fuck? <laughs> the label thing doesn't fucking pan out in my fucking nope, opinion. Nope. It's about as dumb as the front hole. It's all stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anyway... There was a restaurant in California that re- that refused to serve cops because they, they said they were safe space and the cops' weapons made them all uncomfortable, so they kicked them out. But told them when they're off duty, they're more than welcome to come back to eat. Now, one of, this is what the manager did. Now, one of the owners was all about it, you know. Hey, yeah, yeah, we're woke, blah, blah, blah. Well, the other owner was like, this is bullshit. Fuck this. I'm running a business here. So so he apologized to the cops and told them they can come in whenever they want. So what do you think about that? Lost? Well, once again, it's movies like Spiral that perpetuates this problem. Can you hear me? Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's shit like that. Um, it, I, I would hate to be a cop right now. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. If I was a cop, I would go into private practice. I'd be a PI. I'd fucking go into uh, security. Fuck all this shit. If I was I a, if, if I was a cop, I wouldn't be eating out in public anyway in uniform because I don't I don't know what they're going to do to my food. So I would just be brown bagging it every day. Well, there's that too. You see the kitchen staff; they probably hate the police. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Which is sad. It is sad. Which is sad. It's sad how this country you know, has fallen. You know, people hate the police until they fucking rescue you, or or they're there for when you fucking actually need them. And, and and all this yeah. is and all this is happening in this country not due to misinformation. It's it's due to lies, straight out lies by the Democratic Party and by media. Straight up lies, trying to turn everybody against yeah. everybody. Straight up lie after lie after lie after lie. It's all disgusting. So uh, anyway, there was a parade up in uh, I don't even remember what state this was, but it doesn't really matter. There was a ho- there was a boat dressed up for a holiday parade, and it uh, its theme was Let's Go Brandon. Well, it, it won the whole contest, but then I guess somebody somebody complained about the messaging, so then they got stripped of their award because it said, let's go, Brandon. So this, this is how lame we're getting now. 
Also, some places are, are trying to make it a crime to go around and say, let's go, Brandon. I don't know how they're going to pull that one off. But God forbid anybody say anything bad about Joe Biden. I didn't know they're trying to make it a crime. That is so bad. Uh, I mean, it's fucking horrible. But he can call people names, you yep. know? Call people he, fat. He call people uh, names. What was that one? Yeah. Dog, line dog pony soldier. Um, yeah, he can call people's names and no one calls him out on it. Fucking. Oh, my God. I fucking hate him. Yeah, I can't stand the guy. Like I said, this whole thing with him on a was was it Jimmy Fallon he was on? Yeah, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, that was just I didn't watch it, but just I read about it and just you know the lies he's telling. And Jimmy Fallon just sitting there eating it up. Oh, you're so great. Though Jimmy Fallon actually said you brought class back to the White House. What the fuck's no. he talking about? Gee, freaking yeah. Guys. These people are pathetic. yeah, and 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 before Trump was president, he would have begged Trump to be on his show, fucking for ratings. He had Get Trump on his show. He, he had Trump on his show, and he was joking with him and messed with his hair, and then he caught hell from all the left. How dare you be nice to that man? So now all of a sudden he's done a full flip, and now he does nothing but kiss Biden's ass all the time. It's it's pathetic, mm. disgusting. I don't know how these people live with themselves or sleep at night. They have no integrity. They have nothing. No morals. Nothing. Whatever. Well. That's all I got on any of that stuff here. Um, golly, we, we, we might run short today, uh, but uh, I think it's time for story time. <laughs> story time! I love story time. <laughs> this week in the Adventures of George and the Marine Corps, we pick up in August of 1993. I had just previously I had just been at the rifle range, Chris, enjoying seven good months at the rifle range. Life was great. It was like I wasn't even in the Marine Corps. Life was just good. Then they tell me, hey, you gotta go back to two two. I was like, huh. So I had to go back. So I get back in August of nineteen ninety three. Everything had changed. There was all a bunch of new Marines that had come in while I was gone. So obviously I didn't know any of them, so I had to get to know all them. Uh we're just Things, things were kind of boring at that point. There was nothing going on in the Marine Corps. We never did any training. <laughs> we, we never did any type of training except the rifle range every year, things like that. So uh, so really, you just went to work every day and then went, went to the barracks and drank every day. That's all we did. Uh, one thing we did as the cooks, though, every evening on our way back to the, to the barracks, we would always have a big brawl with the uh, admin people. It was, I don't know. We just did it for fun. And... Uh, so most time it was friendly and you know fun blah 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 just wrestling around but then some some people would get heated and then there'd be some fist flying and you know but it was always the admin against the cooks every night because admin would be sitting out in the barracks drinking already and we were just getting off at 7 30 8 o'clock and so uh it would it the melee would ensue then at that point but that was fun though had we had we had something to do at least in the evening times besides sitting there drinking so <laughs> i came back i had two roommates um, I was a Lance Corporal at the time. They made me the assistant chief cooks. So I thought I was the shit then. I thought I was moving up. Yeah, moving up. But nobody liked what me as this. What does that even mean? Well, you, you have your chief cook, which is usually a staff sergeant, and then you have your uh, assistant chief cook, which is usually a sergeant. Well, we didn't have anybody, really. We were so short on people then that um, I think we might have had, I don't even think we had any corporals. We had one corporal, but he was leaving. He had just got promoted to sergeant, and he was leaving to go to California. And then we had a staff sergeant. That's all we had. Actually, I take that back. We didn't even have a staff sergeant. We had Sergeant Turner. So so out of all the Lance Corporals, uh, instead of picking the most senior Lance Corporal, they picked me to be the assistant chief cook. So, so I thought I was the ship for a while. But but life still was boring, blah, blah, blah. I didn't really like it. I watched the uh, 
I watched the baseball playoffs that year. It sucked. My Braves lost. Uh, Toronto actually won the World Series. So the Braves went down again. They actually lost oh, to the Canadian Phillies, teams. and the Phillies lost to the Toronto Blue Jays. But but things were gearing up, though. We were getting ready to go to Japan. We were going to go to Okinawa for six months in December. One time, though, I was so irritated because I just got tired of all of it. I went home one weekend, and I, I, I wasn't coming back. I wasn't going to go back. <laughs> I was just so irritated. You almost went UA. I almost, I almost went, did that one time. I almost, I almost went UA. I, I, I left late at night. I drove through the night, got home, uh, and then just spent the next day. I, went, I was hanging with my brother. We'd go out drinking, um, driving around, having a good time. And I thought, you know what? I, I think I'll just stay here. He's like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think, I'll, yeah. I think I'm just going to stay here. He's like, you can't stay here. You got to go back. So I actually, mm-hmm. it, I actually thought about it. Not very long, though, but uh, it actually did cross my mind. So, But on that Sunday, I went back, drove most of the night, got back, and uh, I guess things started getting better then, because then we were going. We, like I said, we, we were gearing up to go to Okinawa. So in December of 1993, we headed to Japan, Okinawa. Now, I, I, you've been to Okinawa, Chris? Chris? I've never been to Japan. No, I, I've only been stationed on the East Coast. Uh, okay, only been stationed on the East Coast. No. Well, uh, yeah. Okinawa sucks. Actually, Okinawa is so Americanized, and it, it, there's so much packed into it. Anyway, it, it just sucks. Anyway, if you ever want to, if you ever want to know what really Japan is, you got to go to mainland Japan. Don't don't waste your time going to Okinawa. I've been there twice and never liked any of it. So, but the I good, heard Okinawa sucks. It does. Suck. I, 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 it does. Suck. Well, all the black guys loved Okinawa for some reason. Because the Japanese women but, love black guys. Yeah. But I I heard Okinawa sucks. I heard it was extremely Americanized, and they hate Americans actually. On Okinawa, they do. I've they, really been told they've been trying to get yeah. the Americans to leave uh, Okinawa for years. Which actually they're in the process of doing that. That's why they uh, what built that new Marine Corps base of where at in Guam. Guam in Guam, and that's when that and that's that's when that idiot um, Democrat congressman down there, Hank Johnson, down in Georgia, during the hearings for that, he asked. Uh, if we move all the Marines to Guam, uh, will that tip the island over? And he was serious when he asked that question. Yeah, the admiral almost laughed at him. Yeah. He, he had to he had to gain his composure. Yeah, I, I remember he was like sitting there going, "Is this a serious yeah. question?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, they're they're in the process of moving most of the Marines and Navy people off of Okinawa because for years the people wanted to go because because they commit too many crimes and stuff, you know, against the Japanese people. Like, uh, it, yeah. I'll, and I, I'll, I'll go ahead and cover it now, but my time there in 93, 94, because we were there till June of 94, that's when a, a, a sailor and three Marines raped uh, some young Japanese girl. And, that uh, was big news. Yeah, I remember that. Real big, news, big news. Real big news. Real big news. Everything was shut down. You weren't allowed to leave the bases or anything. I was at Camp Schwab, and uh, the mess hall was at the top of the hill, and our barracks was right there beside the mess hall at the bottom of the little slope there. So I worked in the bake shop. And uh, this is where I, st- I was getting a little belligerent, too. I've been in the Marine Corps, what, two, three years now as a Lance Corporal, you know. Um, I wasn't really taking too much shit off of, off of some people. Um, you know, you, you knew who you could mess with, who you couldn't rank-wise and all that. So, But there was a corporal that he was from another unit, and he worked at the mess hall there. And every day he just he, he would just say – he just got on my nerves. He was always he was always complaining about something. So so I, I got real belligerent with him, and I, I just refused to do any work and stuff. Sometimes I would just walk out of the mess hall. <laughs> Thank God for Sergeant Turner. Because if it wasn't for him, my career would have been over in 93, 94 anyway. But Sergeant Turner, he's the, he's the one uh, that uh, looked after me, kept me out of trouble, and um, you know just put me back on the right track, so, so to say. But but Okinawa, yeah. everything was going crazy because uh, all we did was drink every day over there. That's all we did. I uh, The time I went UAs, I drove out to Missouri with my buddy Amick, and we had such a great time in Missouri. 
through, which is, but I, re- I reconnected with a girlfriend out there and I did not want to go back. And we drove back the whole way, the whole 14 hours, 15 hours, what it is, just saying, we can turn around right now. We can turn around right now. And it came down to driving through the gate. Like, do we really want to go back? And we took our time. We were almost UA for formation. They were forming up for accountability formation. We we were putting our camis on in the car. Um, that's how close we cut at that time. Wow. And back then, they didn't fuck around, man. If you're a minute late, you're fucking getting fucked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They didn't you know, play around then. Yeah. They didn't it, play around. Uh, yeah. There was none of this woke bullshit. I think nowadays. Yeah. So, it would I think nowadays, too, with cell phones and everything, it makes it easier saying, yeah. here, I'm running behind. Where right. It takes responsibility of, of off off the person, off the Marine right. to make it on time. You know, I can just call my whoever or text whoever and I should be okay with it. But. Well, the, th- the thing with the, like I said, in Okinawa, all we did was drink the whole time we were there. We had a, a matter of fact, one of the, one of our listeners, Scott Arnold from the suburbs of Chicago, he, he was there with me. He, he, he can testify to all this. So that's all mm-hmm. we did every day was drink. This is where I started uh, mixing uh, Mountain Dew with Jim Beam too, just trying different things. Now I would never do that, but, uh, I worked in. The- well, I read. I read Mountain Dew was actually created to to mix uh, uh, spirits with. Yeah, yeah, it probably and it was, just became but, a soda, but it, it was it was designed for uh, booze. I'll, I'll stick with Coke and Jim. You know, when, when I do that stuff now, but I worked in the bake shop for a period up there, and the bake shop had it was right at, there was a hallway, and you could slide out the back door, and and nobody knew you'd be gone. So. So I'd be slipping out that back door all the time, had, going over to the barracks, pour me a drink, have some drinks during the day and all that stuff like that. Come back through. <laughs> I came back one day and Gunny, Gunny Sagister, he was our Gunny, uh, great guy. He was coming out of the mess hall. I was going back in and he he said, how you doing, Smith? I said, good, Gunny. And I kept walking. Well, apparently he smelled alcohol. <laughs> so the next day we had a meeting about drinking on the job. <laughs> but I think everybody was doing it, though. But not that that justifies it. I'm just saying that's all we did. We're all young, what, 18, 19, 20 years old, overseas. I could never got by with it. I could oh, never got by uh, with it. We had a blast. We, we, we had a blast. <laughs> In Advent, you're always talking to people. Yep, yep. So, but the, the saving grace about Okinawa was I wasn't stuck on that island for six months because I was part of the lucky group, which most of us were. They, we only left a few behind, a couple behind. Actually, I think we only left one or two behind. But the rest of us went to Mount Fuji, Camp Fuji up there for a the, Two months, I think. No, it might have been three months. Yeah, three months out of the six months we spent at Camp Fuji. Camp Fuji back then is, and, and obviously I'll cover it again in my stories because I went back there towards the end of my career. But at this point in time, in 1994, because this was January, February time frame, there wasn't shit at Camp Fuji. You had a mess hall and some barracks. That's all you had. You had a little PX that was never open, and when it was open, it was only open a couple hours. So you had to make sure you made it over there if you needed anything. So, needless to say, what do you think we did for those three months, too, besides going to work? Drink. Sat and drank all day. I sat and drank a case of Bud, Budweiser one day, just while watching movies on a Sunday, because there was nothing else to do. It would snow all the time, which I love the snow, but that's, there was no, you couldn't go nowhere. It was just nowhere to go. We did, we did take a trip over to Tokyo. I think it was Tokyo. No, I don't think it was Tokyo, actually. I think it was down to another Marine base. We all got on the, on the train one day, and we went to another base. Can't remember what the name of that base was, but um, we they had this big nightclub set up there, and and and, it, and you go in this hallway, and you could branch off into different bars. There, there was the country bar, there was the tropical bar, there, there was the R and B, the, the the rap. I mean, it's just everything was in that place. So so we would we would go down there and get a hotel room and whatnot, and uh, hang out down there for a while for the weekend, and then go back to Camp Fuji every once in a while. 
but yeah, three months there, it was kind of cool, like I said, but uh, obviously, once again, all we had to do was drink, so that's all we did. <laughs> so If I ever go to Japan, I definitely want to ride on the bullet trains. Oh, yeah, they're I'm cool. I want to get on all those things yeah, they're and cool, go man. and check it all out. They're nice, too. And like I said, everything in Japan's clean. Everything on mainland in Japan is clean. The, yeah. I'm talking the streets, the trains, everything's clean, spotless. It's all, it's all nice. They're very... They're very prideful in their country over yes, there. They it's just like, yes, they are. It's like when uh, Japan's in the World Cup or something, the fans stay back and clean the stadium. Yep, yep. And they're, um, and they're very nice. They're all courteous. Um, I tell you, every corner, you, you, you can buy a Coke out of a vending machine. You can buy some noodles out of a vending machine. You, you can buy – you used to buy about to buy beer, but I don't think they have the beer ones anymore. Maybe in some places. But you, we used to have a beer machine in our, in our barracks. Yeah, we used to just go down there and for like probably 50 cents. About that time, we'd get a, get a can of beer. So. Yeah. yeah, they're huge on vending machines over there. Everything's vending that, machine. You can get a full meal. Like, okay. I, 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 yeah, 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 that's what I was about to say. So, so I've, they're cars. You could buy a car off a vending machine. They got those giant car vending machines over there. Well, we we got those now too, Carvana. So. <laughs> yeah. But after three months at Camp Fuji, we went back to uh, Okinawa. Now, 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 here's where, once again, we were still drinking all the time. We used to go down to the bottom of the hill to where, I guess, we'll call, well, it was the PX slash little, you know, like, eatery, eatery place. So we'd go down there and hang out. But one night I was down there, and I was, I was, I was, I was drunk as hell. I was really drunk. And, uh, and I'm sure I wasn't the only one. Well, you know those machines where you try to get those stuffed toys out of, the claw? Yeah. Well, I started playing one of those. I don't know why, but I was just trying to get this thing, this thing out there, and then it became a, it became a quest. So I finally got it, and it went to the, to the edge where I was going to drop it into the little, little chute there, and it fell right on the, right on the edge, and it wouldn't fall all the way down. I was like, motherfucker! So stupid me, being in the state I was in, I went behind the machine, thought I could tip it over and knock this thing over. Well, I lost control of this machine, and it went down, and it just splattered. Glass and toys went flying everywhere. My buddy, oh, shit. my buddy Klein, he's like, he looks over and says, "Let's get the hell out of here." So we took off running. There's this little Japanese guy running behind us, you know, just going, "Come back, you know." All that. And uh, so we're running up the hill, we're dodging behind barracks and all this, and uh, he's still following us. But we finally lost him. So we get back to the room, and, and obviously I'm, I'm like, "What the hell?" They're like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> did you at least grab your stuffed animal you wanted? No, no, we just ran. That'd be dude. cool if you did. We you just still had that motherfucker. I didn't realize what had just happened. If it wasn't for Klein, I'd have been screwed because I would have just been standing there looking, and the guy wouldn't have nabbed me. So thank God he was there with me. So uh, he saved me that day. So we get back, and of course I'm supposed to pick up Corporal. This uh, we left in June. I'm supposed to pick up Corporal June first, and. Uh, this just happened like a week or two before that. So I'm sitting there wondering now, dang, am I going to pick up Corporal now? I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm freaking out. And I'm like, I'm, and we had another guy, Murphy. Murphy was our storeroom guy. He was always level-headed and all that. And um, we're sitting in the room, we're talking about it. And I'm like, I'm like, maybe I should tell Sergeant Turner. And Murphy looked at me, he goes, you ain't telling no fucking body. Shut your fucking mouth. You ain't saying a damn word to nobody. I was like, I was like but dude, Sergeant Turner can probably fix it. And I probably still get promoted. He goes, you open your mouth, you ain't get promoted. Shut the fuck up. So, so needless to say, I didn't say anything and I sweated it out for a while. And they were, they were, the Japanese people kept looking. They, they, they were coming around barracks looking for people, but they never, they never got me. So, um, I actually ended up getting promoted June 1st, 1994 to corporal for the first time. And uh, and then we left. We left. Uh, we went back to the states in June. At the end of June, so so I survived the six months in Okinawa. I came back as a corporal, feeling good about life. Uh, 
I only had a year left in the Marine Corps at this time, too. My contract expired the next July, so I only had a year left in the Marine Corps. I, I hadn't decided I was going to stay or anything at that point. So, um, Also, another thing, when, I, when we were in Fuji, we, we never locked our doors because, hell, none of us had anything anyway. Um, and one night, we were sleeping, and, 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 and someone came in and took all of our beer out of our fridge. And then it was our gunny. And the next day, he brings a case of beer, and he goes, hey, I had to re after, here's, here's to replace y'all's beer. I needed last night. I ran out. So. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you, Gunny Sagster was a great guy. He was a great guy. So, But uh, <laughs> I That's think funny. everybody in the Marine Corps drank. We had a kid, we had a kid once. He, when we went to Okinawa, this kid had just joined our, our unit. I'm not going to say his name because I think he's still in the Marine Corps, actually. He's actually a master guns right now. Great guy, too. But uh, when he first joined... Um, he never smoked and he never drank. By the time he left Okinawa, dude, he was a bigger lush than anybody and smoking more than anybody. <laughs> he was, he was. <laughs> uh, but I, I know he doesn't do it anymore because when I came back in the Marine Corps, which we'll get to that later on, but I actually ran into him and he was a gunny at that point. And uh, yeah, he, he didn't do that type of stuff anymore. So but, uh, I uh, I quit smoking because of the Marine Corps because fuck, it would be smoking a lot. There's always someone saying, here, let's go out to the smoke deck. Yeah. I not. I yep. smoked so much on ship. Yep. Let's go out to the smoke deck. Let's go out to the smoke deck. Let's go out to the smoke deck. And back then, I we just got tired of it. Back then, we, we could smoke in our rooms, even though they started trying to tell us we couldn't. But our gunny was just like, just hide your ashtray every morning. And you'll, you'll be all right. So, uh, yeah. so, so we would just sit and smoke in the rooms. So. Well, yeah, we used to do that too. But uh, no, I, I. So I, after my first deployment, uh, I was hacking up a lung, and I just put my cigarette out, mid-cigarette, and gave my pack away, and never went back. Wow. I should do that. I need, I need to I do that. I can say that was the, the – I can say that's probably when I started gaining weight. Yeah, well, yeah, you probably, you probably would in that instance, but at least you were still in the Marine Corps to work it off. But So when we got back in uh, June, July there, we, we were just going back to the mess hall working, doing our normal thing. But then all that shit happened down in Haiti, you know, in 1994, the overthrow of the president, telling the president he had to leave, exile Haiti, all that good stuff. So, of course, uh, that was mm -hmm. that started in August. So they send us down there in September. No, no, it was August. We got down there in August. Yeah, we were there for two months. We got down there in August, uh, called for Operation Uphold Democracy to put the previous president back in power. The, pr the previous, I remember that. Yeah, uh, President Bush... He, he he was just going to let it, you know, whatever. He he, he was like, okay, as long as y'all restore democracy, we don't care if he comes back. But then Clinton took all of us, and Clinton was like, no, we're going to put this guy back in power. So so that's where Operation Uphold Democracy came from, so we go down there. Well, obviously, I was on the ship. Uh, I, I was in the bake shop, actually. I was in the bake shop. I'm a corporal. We took a, we didn't take all of our cooks, but we, we took a good amount. We Well, we actually, we did take them all. I'm sorry. We spread them out over a few different ships, though. Yeah. My buddy Klein and Arnold, they were on a different ship than me, so... I was on the big one. I think it was the Wasp. I was on the USS Wasp. So, and I don't remember what they were on, but one of the smaller ones. But, but anyway, I, remember uh, when we used to intervene in that stuff? Now Haiti just gone to shit. We don't yeah. even try to intervene, but yeah. we would intervene in all kinds of things. Now we're just like bucking. Well, Cuba we, blows up. Fuck it. We'll just let them yeah. kill everyone. Well, we got Haiti. Fuck it. We'll just let them kill. Everyone. Well, we got down there to intervene and. Uh, like I said, I was in the bake shop. There was a chief of the Navy. He had just been promoted chief, so you know he had a big head and all that. We just could not get along, and, and he, him and my staff sergeant butted heads every day because now we finally had a staff sergeant. We didn't have a gunny, so the staff sergeant was the lead guy, and uh, this chief just tried to boss him around every day, and the staff sergeant was like, listen here, I'm, I'm in the Marine Corps, blah, blah. I outrank you. I go, yeah, but these are my people. This is my section, blah, blah. So then I butted heads with the chief every day that he even threatened to, 
to have me <laughs> to send me to office hours. He was going to try to take my rank away. And I would just I would yell at him every day because I just didn't like the guy. Turns out he was a nice. He was actually a decent guy. Towards the end of our two months there, me and him were sitting. We'd sit in the bake shop and smoke cigarettes together and bullshit. So turned out he was a pretty nice guy. So this is where I learned to love cheesecake too, because I I never liked cheesecake. I would always say, "Ooh, that doesn't even sound good." But when I was in the bake shop, I made cheesecake every day. So I started tasting it and I liked it. Then I'd start putting blueberry toppings on it. Then cherry toppings. I was just you know try different stuff and uh, yeah, that's why I love cheesecake so much nowadays. It's just awesome. So. But that's where I, I started. Like Oreo cheesecake. Oreo cheesecake. Oreo cheese, really well, good. we kept it simple then. You know, we don't ship. It was just blueberries or cherry. But, but it, it, it was good, and that's that's where my love of cheesecake came from. Was 1994 in Haiti. So now there was also there was a the Echo Company was out in a firefight. There was very few firefights during this period, but Echo Company they they got into a firefight with a with a bunch of Haitians, and uh, they were outnumbered. But Echo Company mowed them down. <sighs> They said they put so many bullets in one guy that they had to scrape him up off the street. That's how bad they had riddled his body with bullets. So, yeah, but, yeah. but the cooks, they weren't letting the cooks off the ship. You know, they were like, well, we don't need y'all out there. I was like, well, you know, I, w I would go to bat every day to the first sergeant. I was like, hey, we're Marines. Who we want, we want to go out there and see what's going on. Uh, we don't need y'all out there. Don't need you. Stand on ship. So I had to devise a way we could get off ship. So I came up with this plan. I went to the first part. I was like, hey, what if we make pastries and take them out to the Marines out there? You know, you know, you know, they need some home cooked meals. They're just eating MREs. He was like, that might be a good idea. Let me get back to you on that. So they green lighted that idea. So then we just made a shitload of pastries every day, boxed them up, and we would pick two of our cooks to go to go out on the on, on the actual land every day for a week it was cool too my day i got to go it, it was awesome man riding up in the big uh, five ton back then just rolling through the streets of haiti seeing what a shithole it was you know not not yeah, the nice shit. part conan o'brien showed that he was at a resort you know a few years mm -hmm. ago when, when trump said shit shithole countries i was shithole in, country. It's I was, a shithole country it's a shithole country so but it was pretty cool though we got to see where they demolished a school and the, the marines were rebuilding the school for him and all that it was it was pretty cool so, yeah. so we actually made it off land so we could feel like we contributed something. So, so but, and then, uh, at the end, Jimmy Carter comes in with his bag of tricks and, you know, and then they reinstalled the president and all's fine. And, um, we are no longer needed. So then we head back to uh, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. And that's where I will, will conclude this week. And that ends us in October of 1994. So. <laughs> what did you learn this week, Chris? <laughs> I learned that you started loving cheesecake off the coast of Haiti. <laughs> it's a neat little tidbit See, about you. That's, that's what's good about um, story time. So, um, I, I also it, it, it confirmed, reconfirmed that I will never go live in a big city. So, yeah, dollar crime. There's, yep. there's just there's there's just too much shit going on there. What, what did you learn today, George? I learned that it took your friends to body shame you to finally get you to go to the gym, which I'm <laughs> glad you finally started. Uh, it actually makes you feel better and uh, makes you love life, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know about loving life, but yeah, I feel better about life. <laughs> All right. I tried to throw that yeah. in there, but yeah. But at least you're on the right path. So, uh, yeah. But uh, as for oh, the week, show. <sighs> Dude, I. All right, Chris is frozen up again, so maybe I should call the internet our asshole of the week, but I'm going to wait till he unfreezes here, see if he does. All right, you back? Okay, who's your asshole of the week? George? Yeah, yeah, we, we, we can hear you George. now. Hello? All right. I mean, a Hall of Famer. I haven't ran into very many assholes. 
to be honest with you. I haven't ran into very many of them. Um, so, yeah, I can't even think of one asshole lately. I mean, I, I mean, I think it's fucked up. I couldn't find a Christmas tree there for the longest. Nope, nope. Um, so, then, then you yeah, do. I had to go with the Hall of Famer. There you go. Got to go with the Hall of Famer, <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> All right, now let's mine, go, Brandon. Yeah, mine. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm going to split this award now. I'm going to give you half of it. Uh, you're going to be half my asshole of the week for knocking me out of the poker tournament. Um, <laughs> I did not knock you out. Well, true. You, a... you did, and Penny actually knocked me out the rest of the way, but you took all, almost all my chips that it was easy for her to do at that point. So, um, And I fell for her bullshit, too, and they pulled that last six out. She had three sixes. I was like, motherfucker. Yeah. So. Uh, but, uh, so you're going to get half of that. Matter of fact, hell, give Penny the other half. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Penny, if you're listening, you're about you're half my asshole of the week, too. So. But, you uh, lasted a good hour, hour and a half in that tournament. I, I lasted tournament. good because I, I had to do strategy going in. See, usually when I play poker, I like to see action. I want to make shit happen, and no. that don't that don't keep you around very long. So my no. my my strategy this time was to fold a lot, and I did. I only won two hands the whole time, but um, I folded a lot. But uh, that's what kept me around long. So, but uh, that's smarter play. But until I thought for sure you were bullshitting. So. But so I guess that'll wrap up this week. I guess that'll wrap up this week. You froze again on us there. We gotta figure this out about this freezing shit, but uh, maybe we might go back to just audio. I don't know. Mm. I even I even put my phone in in um in airplane mode. See if that would help. Hmm. Oh, but it's, so uh, it's, it's just Whatever. getting worse as we go. So let's go ahead and wrap it up. Whatever. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. Um. Well, you have a great week, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Once again, reach out to us at Two Men and Shit, Totally Uncensored, number two, not to T-W-O. Hey, you used to have such good outros. Now it's just like, okay, y'all have a good week. Bye. We appreciate y'all listening. <laughs> Please join us again next week for another exciting edition of Two Men in a Shed, Totally Uncensored, where Chris will continue his Marine Corps journey with you as he picks up, and I believe, back to the ship in 99, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to y'all next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye.